0: For female sexual dysfunction, male erectile dysfunction, and more aesthetic procedures for men and women, call Downtown's. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992. That's 303-292-9992. Welcome to Downtown's Healthcare.
1: On another exciting entry of Animation Deliberation, we are covering Season 2 of Attack on Titan. Some of us had to wait four years to watch this. Some of us just binged right through it. (laughs) whichever train you're on we're going to talk about it right after these ads we have no control over
2: that genuinely
1: got me (laughs) gotcha
0: (laughs) you're invited to take a vacation from everybody else's vacation to a place where you can explore cypress swamps and magical gardens and see a 65 foot waterfall that once powered an old mill that you can walk through today Or just float along the cool, rushing waters of an old-fashioned swimming hole. See the places and plan your journey at visitmississippi.org slash outdooradventure. Mississippi. Wanderers welcome.
2: Sing along if you know the words. A One, two, three, it's time for animation deliberation. A conversation and a celebration of a favorite action animated series. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Welcome back. This is the animation deliberation, the podcast where we take action action animation seriously, but not too seriously. I'm one of your hosts, Zuhara Lee. Returning from vomit duty within the wall is garrison member
2: <laughs> Andrew Rogers, how are you? You know, I have been better, but I do my duty to make sure that those of us uh, here inside the walls are as safe and clean as can be. <laughs> Titan duty. Oh, jeez. Ho- hopefully there's not too much of that.
1: So yeah, um, welcome back. We're here to talk about season two. It was actually a pretty short season. Uh, only 12 episodes. And That was kind of the, it reminded me, I remembered I had frustrations about season two and why it was so bothersome. And it was because of the fact that not only did I have to wait four years after the finale of season one, not only that, it was only 12 episodes. I had to wait every week on this funky, like, time skip thing. And then it was just over and then it was another 3 4 years before season 3 came out and at that point like i didn't even know that it had come out what had happened this and that so that's how i lost track of it so i haven't seen season 3 or the first half of season 4 at all yet this is the extent of me going oh i kind of remember this oh yeah this rings a bell oh yeah i remember that happening um but we didn't have you last week for the second half of season 1 so give us a quick rundown and your thoughts on that then we're going to hear some thoughts from our listeners, and then we're going to move on to season two.
2: Yeah, so I'm definitely excited to be back. I did miss you guys last week. But uh, upon listening back through, I must say, I agree with everything you had to say. (laughs) You know, you guys uh, said everything I wanted to about how beautiful it was, how fun it was. But I don't think you quite captured the mysticism and wonder that that last half of season one brings of them just throwing so many things at you and not being prepared for any of them because you guys were doing this as a rewatch I was doing it for my first watch through and I could not comprehend any of it like the entirety of that journey through the woods why are we doing this what's going on oh they apparently had some plan to capture Annie guess that makes sense like so many things just rapidly hitting you one after the other (laughs) I was sitting there like You guys got to say something. It was too crazy to just be like, oh, yeah, I guess this happened. No. Like, what do you mean there was a plan to catch her? How did they even know she was out there? Like, what's going on? Uh, It was it was an amazing back half of the season. And I will say I can definitely see where this show gets so much acclaim from. Because mm-hmm. there's twists and turns everywhere. And at this point, everything we have seen on screen, I trust none of. So pre- prepare for me to be pessimistic as we talk about season two. Because <laughs> I'm like, no, they're lying to us. There's some other secret hiding around the corner. It's not real. I'm not taking any of it at face value anymore. And I'd like that. It's good storytelling. But it is, a, it is a bunch of craziness to just sum up. The few things I thought you missed was just the feelings of holy crap, holy crap, holy crap.
1: Yep uh the oh shoot moments definitely don't get lost in season two at all there's a lot of reveals a lot of just mind-blowing sequences we're gonna get to that but first we're gonna hear from Chrissy one more time hey guys Chrissy here I got to listen to the second episode of the attack on titan review I listened most of the way through your first episode before realizing I honestly don't remember the first season all that much so I took a pause on the podcast and went back to rewatch the first season. And the next thing I know, I'm about finished with season three. (laughs) After getting that far, I realized I'd only gotten halfway through season three on my first watch, and I had forgotten a lot. So I'm glad I went back to rewatch and still couldn't believe how much I love this show. It was the first series that got me into anime and will forever have a place in my heart. I also forgot how frustrating the show can be with telling you little plot details and taking forever to elaborate on them. Now for my knowledge on... Critical Role in D&D. You don't need to read this on the cast if you don't want to. This might get long. i read all of that anyways. Go
2: right ahead. Do it.
1: I started playing D&D in 2018 with a group of friends from school and absolutely fell in love with it, but it didn't come to find Critical Role until recently. I had downloaded their theme song and a friend ended up telling me who they were and I instantly started listening to their current content. Vox Mach- Machina or Machina? I always forget.
2: Machina. Vox it's a Machina bit of a play on words.
1: Ah, Vox Machina is based on their very first campaign that they started six years ago. They are just a group of voice actors who are friends and are voices of a ton of anime playing D&D and filming it. Since the show reached its finale, I've actually gone back and have started listening to their VM campaign so I can know the source. If you need more info, let me know. Thanks for allowing me to say what I know. Have a great week. Stay whelmed. Chrissy.
2: Well, that's awesome. And uh, I will say... I took her recommendation uh, as for the feedback that she gave last week. I gave the first episode a watch uh, over dinner today, actually. So I just I just watched through it. And I don't know about the words comfort show necessarily uh, accurately describing because it's a little uh, think invincible meets medieval times.
1: Is it a comfort show in comparison to Attack on
2: Titan? Maybe in comparison to Attack on Titan, because I was I was looking for something lighter, but it it was definitely still a little a little raunchy, a little adult, but really good and really seeming like it's going to be fun. So I have Mm -hmm. plans to watch it as we go. And I will say for your reference, Zuhair, uh, you do not need a Dungeons and Dragons background to understand and or enjoy the show. There will be little nods that you might miss out on but Mm -hmm. it's not going to be anything that you're missing. It's really just a bonus for people who know D and D things. So no, I think it's good.
1: I'm a couple of episodes into arcane. I'm fully enjoying that without any legal liveness background. I saw, um, uncharted last week, fully enjoyed that without ever playing the game. So I think these, um, these people who are making movies and shows based off of other content are doing a good job at keeping general audience engaged and, I do really appreciate that. So I think once I'm done with Arcane, we'll do Vox Machina. Just kind of like a one-off thing depending on how intricate it is, but it's it's gotten enough attention and enough stuff from like the Instagram at the beginning of the year of things looked forward to that I feel like it's worth mentioning in the near future oh After yeah we are done with attack on titan
2: and i mean how could we not it's you know phil barisa the art director for young justice also did the art direction for that so i feel like we have to pay at least a little attention because it is reminiscent of those familiar art styles uh, as we get into it i do also have another small piece of feedback uh to throw in as we get into attack on titan do it all right so uh friend of the show one jillian kurtik thank you for uh getting in contact with me she has some feedback to give later on in uh going into season four because she is ahead of us but is listening along the way and is excited to hear our kind of first time thoughts of season two and three as we get into season four but she did kind of want to call out that the frustration she also felt that because she's been waiting four years (laughs) for each of these seasons but she brought up a really years Well, she brought up a point that I actually was unaware of, that the reason that it took so long was not actually the animation, but apparently it was the manga that it actually the source material just finished a couple of months ago, and they have been animating like around the clock to get season four out in a timely manner.
1: That's not uncommon.
2: Yeah, it was just an interesting thing that I was totally unaware of. I thought they were just, oh, let's take our time and, you know, wait four years to get this out because we need to take time to do. What I must say is beautiful animation. I don't know how they do it so quickly. But that is a big part of what is going on. And that's about all I could say for her feedback for these early seasons. But I wanted to thank her for reaching out to us and kind of giving us that outsider knowledge of someone who did have to wait all of that time. You know, she's just as frustrated and uh, expressed it. So,
1: yeah, I appreciate that feedback. Yeah, that is that is an uncommon Uh, two shows that I've watched that have been affected by that. I never watched the initial full metal alchemist, but I watched brotherhood. And apparently that's one of those shows that you need to watch both of because full metal breaks down the stories and the character more, but they decided to go ahead of the manga. So the ending was apparently garbage. That's just what I've been (laughs) talking about myself. Um, Yeah. Game of Thrones, another victim of that, but they didn't even have anything to do with manga. Um, So then Brotherhood apparently had like the proper ending, but because they put so much emphasis into character and story in full metal, it was really rushed. So me as somebody only watching Brotherhood, I was like, why do they not explain this stuff? And then the other show for me was a soul eater, which is another pretty good anime. It's if, if attack on Titan and demon slayer and my hero are fives, I think soul eater is about a three
2: five like out of five yeah okay i was yeah, like what five is five. the scale
1: <laughs> yeah five, out of five uh uh so so soul Eater is about a three and it's a, one of those where it's like it just had the stupidest ending like the reason for a waiting was the stupidest ending because they didn't catch it to the manga and i have no idea what the actual ending is but yeah it's not uncommon and again like i don't mind them taking their time to get the story and the animation right, it was a lack of communication that just pissed me off so much. It wasn't telling the fans like, hey, this is the release date. It's gonna be two years. It's gonna be three years. It's gonna be four years. And we'll update you as we go. Um what's it called? Sword Art Online. Another one of my favorite animes that just does not communicate properly. And I'm just like, just I just wanna know when it's coming and what you're doing and what's wrong. Like I'm not. I'm gonna hate you if I don't know what's happening. Give me hope that there's like something to look forward to with this stuff, not like surprise. Here it is.
2: <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I hope that shows get better as we have things like Demon Slayer and My Hero that are being super communicative in at least a time frame. But then at the same time, we have shows like Young Justice that has just told us eh, it's coming back in the spring. Whenever yeah. it happens, it's gonna happen. So I
1: like to give some perspective. The year that we didn't have Marvel movies and didn't know when they were coming out and when the shows were coming out, I want everyone to picture that, but me every year with anime. <laughs>
2: that's a really good way to put it in perspective because <laughs> that sucked.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and in <and> didn't have anime. <laughs> Did uh, I? I think, I think that's actually when I started My Hero. It's definitely when I started Demon. No, I started Demon Seven for me. That's besides the fact. Uh, Thank you, everyone, for your feedback, as always. AnimationDeliberationPodcast at gmail.com. Hit us up on Twitter, uh, AnimationDelib1, and then the Instagram and Facebook. We love hearing from you guys. Now let's talk season two. I am going to get my grievances out of the way because it really was a, a great story with great animation, fantastic music, and lots of traumatic experiences. But two things that pissed me off. First off, waiting four years for such a short season. (laughs) Second, I watched this season the first time week by week. So the time skip stuff was super confusing. I thought I missed a whole season. Like in this four years, like was there a season? I just didn't understand. The whole like current time, then 12 hours before, now seven, then three, then Sasha's perspective, then Connie's perspective, then this happened, then that happened, and then like. All the excitement was like on the back four episodes and then it was just over. And I was like, what? Like, I was even talking to you about, like, how are we going to split this one for the podcast? And then when I finished season two, because I was like, I'm not going to wait. I'm just going to keep watching because everybody else keeps watching. So I need to keep up with the conversation. I was like, oh, it's over. That's why they finished.
2: Yeah, I was about to say I I, when we went to split this up, I didn't really know what you were talking about. I'm like, why do we need to split up season two? It's it all just kind of comes together. Yes, this is my first experience. I got to experience it as a binge, though. So I will say those grievances do not apply to me in any way. I I feel bad for you and I can kind of understand where you're coming from with the time (laughs) with the timeline thing. It would have been a little weird if I couldn't just go to the next episode and figure out what's going on or, you know, kind of basically you're walking through it in such a quick manner. It doesn't really feel all that strange.
1: And you're tracking all that while reading subtitles. Because the first time I watched it was obviously subbed because I was waiting every week.
2: Well, you're not going to get any sort of pity out of me. You know, I watch all subtitles anyway. So. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, now that we have your grievances out of the way, do we want to just jump <laughs> into the fun?
1: Jump in. Just kick us off since you're back.
2: I don't even know how to kick this off, though, because I, re- I sat down. And watched I mean, the first it's like the second,
1: second half, of- half of season one. Yeah. We just said, like, oh, my God, Annie.
2: I, I feel like they got almost too cavalier with their reveals because like season one was this perfect
1: it was so gut punch, gut
2: punch, gut punch. And then that first episode, I distinctly still stands out in my head. There's just this giant monkey looking Titan that shows up with a bunch of other Titans inside the wall, can casually talk, steals the equipment of some captain and then bounces for like the whole rest of the season. What the? Huh? They just dropped that on us like it was nothing.
1: I'm not gonna lie, you know how they couldn't find a breach on Wall Rose? Yeah. And you know how the the ape Titan was like throwing the horses at one point?
2: Oh my gosh. Yes. I thought he
1: was just yeeting Titans over the wall. <laughs>
2: <laughs> like he was picking them up and just throwing them over.
1: <laughs> throwing them and over, like he because was they don't in die. Like, just <laughs> let's see how many of these I can drop kick over. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that. Oh my god, that would have been something. I mean, there was a moment I did think he was like picking them up with one arm and then climbing over and then dropping some and <laughs> then picking some. <laughs> I like
1: he was throwing them like the horses
2: oh my gosh that beast titan is bizarre though like again it was such a weird reveal to have in the first episode that didn't really pay off in anything besides big old question marks but yeah that was the first reveal uh then i think you get the second third fourth and fifth important reveals in this season that again they just kind of kept throwing in there like This one might matter. This one might matter. Like, you still saw none of them coming. But again, I'm not taking any of them at face value. Like, it feels like there has to be more. Like, what was Mm -hmm. the secret Titan language that Ymir could read on the can of tuna or haddock or whatever it was? Like, that that was such a bizarre moment because I was like, why would Titans have human-sized food? like it okay it's got to be some other secret organization like I was convincing myself that she couldn't be a titan in that moment because I again I'm trying to stay one step ahead of this show and it just continues to slap me around like I'm Aaron and the show is Levi
1: before I I want to stay on the beast titan for a little bit but yeah no go um, ahead. It when Emir turned into a titan it, I recollected the first time that I had seen it and I was like oh yeah she's a tiny one <laughs> And then she's, like, this, this child-sized Titan, just hopping around. <laughs> but the, the fact that, like, all my memories, like, came rushing in that moment when she... Because I totally forgot that she was a Titan when she jumped off and did that. I was like, tiny one, tiny one!
2: <laughs> <laughs> she's It's almost like a gremlin, like there's... Or a goblin. It's, yeah, I think it's the pointed ears and gnashing teeth and just tiny little arms that you're like, what is going on with this thing? Uh,
1: So, the... The English voice actor for the Beast Titan, of course, he has either a German or Eastern European name. Jason Liebrecht? Liebrecht?
2: Um, I'm not Liebrek. familiar, unfortunately.
1: Uh, I think he did a fantastic job. Like, With how menacing the appearance of the Titans are, the calming tone of him just sitting there and casually talking is like, I believe, we're speaking the right language. Am I not hearing properly? Can your kind not speak? Like, just the savviness that he delivered that dialogue was giving me goosebumps. It was so well. It was like, a... what's another, like, composed villain? Um, Wrath from Brotherhood. Like, Moff Gideon from Mandalorian. Like, his ability to just stay totally chill and make you feel terrified was amazing.
2: Yeah, in all honesty, even from the Japanese perspective, like he may have had the calmest voice out of anyone in this show because there's so much yelling that goes on. It was this bizarre feeling of taking you away. Again, you don't know Titans can speak at this point. And then to have what sounds like the most rich, soothing, composed voice, I was already surprised, and I think that just adds to the level of WTF is going on in this moment.
1: Takehito Koyasu is the name of the Japanese voice actor for him.
2: Did a fantastic job. I mean, I don't know how I can
1: say that one so easily.
2: You can't pronounce the uh, European one. No, I must say I, the reason I watch the shows in sub, I think a lot of these Japanese voice actors do a fantastic job. And this show specifically, a lot of these voice actors, I know voice, a ton of other famous anime characters in japanese tv shows Mm -hmm. or anime specifically so from what i know it's a powerhouse cast and you can tell they all just have this firm delivery where even though i cannot understand a word that they are saying i can understand exactly what emotion their character is getting across which i can't always do so they do deserve a lot of credit for this show despite me not even being able to understand them
1: yeah uh delivery is key when I was listening to um, like American football podcasts, they had a guest that was like the Spanish commentator for the now Washington commanders. And they did like a bit of when uh, Taylor Heineke, like did a rushing touchdown in that playoff game and listening to his excitement. I didn't understand a word that he was saying, but like, the emphasis and the excitement and the energy like I could watch a whole game in Spanish, not knowing what's happening and just be super pumped up because deliverance is so, so key. And these characters nailed that to stay on that. um, Typically, we don't learn these people's names because they die so quick. So, I, of course, I had to Google it. And he has this heavy German name that I cannot say. So we're going to call him Section Commander Zach, uh, for the sake of conversation. His whole situation was terrifying because we see that he's a badass. There was like he's second only to Captain Levi. So it's like, cool, we have another badass. He's probably going to die soon. (laughs) Lo and behold, he like saves the squad because he goes off by himself. And then not only is he alone, he's surrounded by Titans. Titans happen to be awake at night for some reason, which is even more terrifying. And then he was like, okay. I think I'm good. I just gotta wait this out. And then that's when he sees the Beast Titan and he was like, what the hell is that? And then throws it. Oh, he calls his horse so that he can get out of there. And he just picks it up, chucks it at him, breaking his legs. And then has the conversation and the Beast Titans like command to get the Titans to just stay too. Like, well, I was about one, to say, yeah, don't forget was he about was to eat him and yeah, he yeah. just like squished his head and the eyes popped. I was like, whoa, <laughs> that's ah!
2: And I thought he was going to be alive. I'm like, oh, this beast titan has morals. Nope, I'm just going to pluck the ODM gear off of your body and then walk away and let them eat you. Like It was just brutal, but again, it felt so casual. I don't know if it's because this show threw you around so much in season one that it felt too casual, but i I was surprised and also like, why are we not focusing on this? Why did we... Switch away from this part of the storyline. So uh, maybe I do see your frustration a little bit. I just was also enjoying the rest of the story after that, but it was oh no, I loved all of that storytelling.
1: Yeah, there was nothing frustrating there. That was all like amazing storytelling wise. I just felt bad for Captain or Section Commander Zach.
2: Yeah. Oh, and we also have the other crazy thing going on in that first episode. I just completely forgot about of the cult of the wall. Uh, and. Making sure that we cover up the wall because there's titans inside. Yeah. Yeah. Why And they, they talk things? about.
1: They talk about. Uh, Christy or Historia being so important. But never explained why. Except that she's like. The bastard child of royalty. Or something like that.
2: Yeah it felt very much like. They were just throwing out some. Excuse of. You know bastard child. Shouldn't be here like. It reminded me very much of Game of Thrones in a way, and I did actually have a thought on that note Uh, for any Game of Thrones fans out there, and I know, Zuhair, you'll kind of understand. I am actually a little surprised that they are not using the Survey Corps in the same way that they use uh, the Night's Watch in Westeros. Like, how is this not totally composed of criminals that we're just sending off to try and fight the Titans?
1: Because they did that already.
2: We think they just got rid of all of the criminals already at this point.
1: And the five-year gap that they just sent people out. Most. If they, res- if they resorted to people's grandparents, you know the criminals and all that were already done for by then. And then look at the way that half these garrison unit people are. Like, they're criminals themselves. Like, that's that's long past. All that's left are people who willingly sign up.
2: And I'll still stand by it despite apparently having to clean up and Vomit. I don't know if I could go beyond the wall like they are absolutely insane for doing that.
1: Well, you're hoping that Titans don't come behind the wall anymore.
2: (laughs) You're hoping the Titans don't go anywhere. But now they're in the walls, literally in the walls. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so that was I didn't expect that. And that's another thing kind of cool talking about first watch here. When they talked about this cult that worships the walls, I was not expecting them to literally have a reason to be worshiping the walls. I thought it was just some throwaway, okay, people are crazy fanatics. Not this religion was started on the basis of people know that the Titans somehow compose the walls, and that's why they're worshiping them. Because they know that there's a secret to be worshiped, and probably some godlike power that put them there in the first place. I I was absolutely blown away by that.
1: Can you imagine, like, one of these Alpha Titans just ordering other Titans to, like, hold each other on each other's shoulders while they just built brick around them?
2: Well, was it brick? Because didn't... uh...
1: But what whatever material they use, like well, no, just Commander... take a mental image of them like picking one up, putting them on his shoulders and like stacking up and all holding hands and linking elbows.
2: But wasn't that a big part of it though? It. That Commander Hanji was saying that this is like made up of hardened Titan skin. So basically they pulled a Annie and cocooned themselves to make the walls. So like
1: But I feel like that's like the second layer. It looks like there's just brick in front of that. Because they have to hide it somehow. They'd notice if it was
2: I don't know, what if it's just some weird brick? Like, Titan skin is concrete, I don't know.
1: I had a fun mental image and you had to get technical about it.
2: <laughs> Welcome to my brain. <laughs> I am an engineer, this is what I do all day long, it's terrible. The <laughs> Suspension this, this of disbelief is, is difficult.
1: <laughs> this is so left brain meets right brain right now.
2: <laughs> it really is, and like... Getting a little off track, this is why I love animated stuff so much, because I have such a hard time taking myself out of live action things like I know this isn't how the real world works. Physics don't do that. You know, my favorite example of this is an endgame when Tony Stark is like reverse the eigenvectors and try and flip the mobius strip i'm like i know what those mathematical terms are they have nothing to do with time travel a mobius strip inverted is still a mobius strip it doesn't change anything like whereas animated things i could just throw that away i could just be like oh yeah people could fly on these wires to attack these giant you know anthropomorphic beings i have no problem with this so
1: invent time travel and then you can share that suggestion i digress (laughs) 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 <laughs> you mean science and Marvel movies isn't real? Um, <sighs> so yeah, everything with Section Commander Zack was just terrifying and sad and rest in pieces. Um, A couple of the backstories. Sasha's was interesting. It was nice, kind of... I want to say nice. It was interesting seeing how the Titans kind of affected the day-to-day life of it, because there was mention about like not having enough land to farm. And that's why there was such a shortage on food. So this was like, this has been our land between like generations and generations. Like, how are we just going to give it up? And there was the fear of like, are they going to have our backs when we need it? God forbid something happened. And for a good chunk of time, they, she wasn't sure of that because she found, a titan eating a child's mom right in front of her
2: yeah it was a really it, i would say it was almost a real world parallel to people in small towns having to trust things outside of their small towns like you know how is this actually going to work when a thing happens and we need the city people like there was that air of you know small town people having each other's backs and i was prepared to be like emotionally destroyed and i was actually kind of it was so relieving to see, no, her like her village was still there. They were just trying to gather people to evacuate. They accidentally left someone behind or they were going to get her. I can't remember the exact reasoning. But to see her father come back around after she fought for this girl's life with no equipment, like just a bow and arrow, it was absolutely awesome to see. And then to actually have a little brevity of hope that like there was good coming from it was a really nice thing to get out of her little bit of backstory.
1: So I'm glad you brought the equipment up, because that was one of the things that made the time skips us so frustrating, because it took damn near seven episodes to find out why they didn't have equipment. Like, why did you send these scouts beyond the wall in their civvy clothes just to be sitting at a table waiting around? Hey, we're getting attacked, get on a horse and go help out without your equipment at all.
2: I thought it was intended very early on that we suspected them of something.
1: But of what? Who in particular are we? Like, I wasn't thinking that any of them were Titans. Like, there was there was in if you think about just that first episode, there's no context to be like, how did we get from fighting the military police and Annie and dealing with this wall to everybody being in civvy clothes outside? at the edge of walt rose
2: so this might be me blurring my timeline a little bit i could have swore there was something said early on by i think it might have been uh either rainer or connie of just some vague why are we being kept here you know what what do they not trust us of i thought we cleared our names i thought there was some vague like the reason they're there is because something's going on it wasn't enough to specifically like pick up on they suspected them of being titans but i think it was at least enough to appease me of okay something else is going on here like maybe they're suspected of war crimes for aiding and abetting the whole gene pretending to be aaron thing like i could have just been believing that
1: that wasn't enough for me because the next five six episodes our heroes are like almost dying because they don't have their gear and that was irritating me
2: yeah, no, they need to handicap them. Sasha is just too powerful. I don't know. <laughs> mm.
1: I, I don't think they gave enough. I didn't like that part of it. I mean, granted, thankfully, everything didn't pull through the season. The season two as a binge is really good. But if you're not a focused individual like I am, it's really hard to keep up with. It's really hard to keep up with, Again, oh, yeah. especially if you have to wait after four years.
2: I could definitely see (laughs) that it would have whelmed you a lot.
1: Overwhelmed.
2: Underwhelmed. I'm saying, like, they they weren't good enough to appease you, that you you were a little underwhelmed by each episode at that point. I could totally see where that's coming from.
1: Yeah, in regards to mental stimulation, I was overwhelmed because I was like,
2: why? Like, don't don't let Sasha get killed.
1: (laughs) And I mean... and hats off, we can give a little award to Aaron for getting his first kill with ODM gear. I like that they actually had to point that out too. It was like, my first ODM kill. I was Never so got pissed. another one after
2: that. I was so <laughs> pissed. I was like, don't throw yourself out there. If you get hurt, you're turning into a Titan and now we have a disaster on our hands. Don't oh, be that whole squad breath. was yelling at him too. It's
1: was like, you weren't on the offensive line. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: all that dialogue was great. Like Mikasa had, as always, had her amazing entrance and then Aaron came in and It's like, cool, you got to save your buddies for a little bit. And then that didn't last long.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Um I will say though, and this is where the timelines get so weird, I wanna go back to as underwhelming again as it was, I loved and also hated crying for the Historia story that they gave us before they came to rescue. Like, that entire back episode of like her just trying to go out on a noble note and being willing to quote-unquote sacrifice herself for other people and then having ymir be a good friend and possibly expose herself as a titan while they're out in the wilderness like i thought ymir died in that moment and i was an emotional mess after that episode it was like full tears of I thought this was just going to be a couple of side characters. Okay, wait, one of them's a Titan. Okay, one of them is definitely in love with the other, whether it's a romantic love or a friendship love is besides the point. Like, I just, I absolutely loved that story and I didn't think I needed it. And I was really happy that we just got this full rounding to exactly how much these characters went through during their training because I don't think we got enough of it in season one because it was really only those couple episodes but also I'm glad we got the action so you can pick and choose but having that flashback was just it, it, it made my soul a little warm as much as it also broke me
1: yeah that was a well-paced well-placed and irrelevant flashback because it... irrelevant
2: or irrelevant relevant, relevant. Okay, sorry it
1: was relevant so for having the cliffhanger of her turning into a titan and then the episode starting with that flashback and then going in because these two characters didn't have any like character development in season 1 so that like 10 10ish minutes that they spent on that was really well done and it it carried on to the rest of the season that followed because all of that stuff was crucial
2: Oh for sure and Again, I don't really think I would have cared about these characters enough. Like, don't get me wrong. I think Connie and his whole family line is going to play into the story going into season three. I didn't really care enough about him to, like, be upset that he lost his village and his mother when that event happened. Whereas they did a really good job of making me care about Historia and Ymir that I was totally in on everything in the back half of the season wherein she's willing or Historia is willing to go with yamir to the titan village and yamir is you know willing to do anything to keep her safe whether it be to take her away from the walls or when she realized maybe there's hope beyond the walls again all right send her back like she was willing to do anything as long as it meant keeping her safe which again it just sold everything else from that point on with such a simple and elegant backstory to the two characters
1: and i you were talking about kind of like the emotional effect that 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 relationship had for you i think the biggest line that that kind of like hit me in the gut was not only did she say she wanted to go out as a hero but she was like i know that you feel like you're just used trash like i am and you want to die like you want to kill yourself but you want to go out as a hero so that it feels better looks better i'm like dang like to have I mean, I I think everybody can attest to the fact that like, we don't value self care in this society as much as we should. So that slap to the face of like, wanting to be good for other people, but not wanting to make any effort to like, do something for yourself to the fact that you think that little was like, that hit hard.
2: Yeah, and it also hits hard in another level of, you know, there's no secret at this point. There's more to the Titans than just monsters that are storming in. They have emotion. They have purpose. You know, we don't know what it is yet, but there's something coming that even though we like to think of this as a good versus a bad, there's one side that we like, one side that we don't. There's still both emotional and physical casualties on both sides that it didn't matter that one was a Titan and one was a human they both felt these things together they both felt like trash and they were still willing to come together no matter what despite coming from these two totally different perspectives like i'm not trying to make it symbolic but it kind of is of you know doesn't matter where you're coming from these things are happening and we have to give some relevance to it and i'm so glad that they were able to give it to each other and i need to say my gut punch moment obviously is way more on the head but I I lost it when she was like no I need to tell you my real name please like don't die on me I was just like tell her your name tell us all your name please and so it's Kanji, worse than your
1: actual name
2: I don't care like <laughs> all just looking on like aaron and them showed up had no idea what just happened like that flashback we just saw to all of them they just saw a titan go berserk on people and then almost die and they're just staring on in awe of this moment when you know that all kind of ran back through their heads of like it was almost the flash before death of this is what i need to do before something bad happens and it was just
1: (sighs) and like i want to talk about this tower sequence but like Everybody was suspecting her, too. It's like, you were the closest person to her. You were with her all along. How did you not know this? And she was like, I really didn't know. Like, this just happened in front of me just as much as you guys.
2: Yeah, I mean. This is not obviously the only Titan reveal this season. It's amazing how much they can hide when they have that control. Like, there was a moment of, oh, the minute they hurt themselves like Aaron, they're probably going to have to show themselves In this tower sequence, we see Rainair break his arm, I think, or the the Titan bites through his arm when he Mm -hmm. pushes Connie out of the way, and he doesn't immediately transform into a Titan. That tells you there is some level of control to what they're doing. So if Ymir wanted to hide it this whole time, I don't think it was that hard. Obviously, they don't understand it. It's, you know, inside versus outside knowledge because we know all these things. But still, there's so many layers to what's happening at this point.
1: And there's enough, there's been enough dialogue from Aaron and Mikasa that you actually need to drive to need to transform. There's been yes. times where, like, he bit himself and, you know, he was bleeding a lot. Mikasa was like, oh, are you like, having second doubts about hurting Annie? Is that why you're not transforming right now? So, I fully believe that Berthold and Reiner Reiner? I think Reiner sounds cool, because it sounds like Rhino whenever they say it. Um, you tell me. Regardless, <laughs> <laughs> um... They they do have that dialogue of like you really need to have like the intent to do it. Speaking of Mikasa, I just want to say like her in your face gaze is so terrifying.
2: <laughs> I didn't know what word was about to come out of your mouth. I'm every lie, <laughs> every
1: every time that
2: like anime does that
1: bit, it's for like comedic relief, like the you know the the Hardy character or whatnot. I can't think of an example right now. But just kind of, like, the happy-go-lucky character, like, they have that, just the darkness and the big eyes and the scary tone, and it's like, I hate it when they do that, but, like, <laughs> because Mikasa's already so broody as it is, like, when she does it, and she's, like, in your face with the brightest eyes, and they, you know how, like, they have, like, all that extra detail when, like, an important scene's about to come up? Yeah. It's almost like, like, going through hyperspace, so they, like, throw those eyes on, and they have the broodiness, and I'm just like, what? She's going to destroy someone. <laughs> so she oh, did that to Aaron God. a couple of times, and then just um, I know she did it to Annie at one point. I can't remember who she did it to in the sequence to like make me remember that. But
2: I I think there was the one she did it to Annie when they like flashed back to the training sequence of the like yeah leg and when she like hold.
1: kicked her off the wall.
2: Oh yeah, that was. But she Uh, did
1: it a couple of she did it a couple of times um, in this season as well. And it's just like, oh, it gets in the heebie jeebies. But let's just let's just focus on this tower sequence a little bit, because that was, again, terrifying because our main heroes, none of them had ODM gear. They had a knife,
2: like one knife. That was it. And a cannon, which which we didn't get an answer to where that came from. Like, it comes back up later. Like, hey. Uh, Ymir, where'd like, you get that cannon from? Like, is there any
1: is there any ammo? It's like, no, we're lucky we found the cannon.
2: <laughs> uh,
1: but yeah, all of that was like terrifying. Just all the titans going up the wall and just like trying to collapse it. Was the beast titan there at that point? Like, just kind of watching from afar.
2: He did the kind of walk by moment when they were on the roof, where uh, Rainer and Bearholt both stared at him with googly eyes like oh my god it's him yeah hero like it it was that weird moment uh but he didn't really interact on any of that um he did watch from afar i think at one point when he was sitting on top of the wall like he did his climb over and he just kind of looked like yeah you guys got this and then climbed all the way back over
1: yeah clearly he's observing for a reason um but emir's just like Eh, I got this like she just asked for the knife from Connie she was like I don't know the plan menu you do and just jumps off and just starts pulling napes I was like whoa now did you did, right now?
2: did you think that was about to happen or did you think something far darker was about to happen because I did not think she was about to go Titan off the wall
1: I didn't think she was about to go Titan, but like when the sequence happened That's when I was like, tiny Titan. (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember my first watch, but when when the transformation started happening, that's when I was like, oh, crap, she's a Titan. That's right.
2: So I had a moment where I'm like, maybe she's a Titan. Maybe that's why she could read that weird text. And she got all panicky. Um, It was the moment that she took the knife and kind of gave her that gave uh, Historia, Krista, that look. I was like, oh, no, she thinks they're going to die. She's going to take them both out like I thought she was about to stab Krista and take them both off the top of that tower to basically do a like suicide packed moment when she ran at her with a knife I was like losing my mind that that was going to be their don't go out without a purpose moment was them going out together so it was still an awesome surprise it turned out a little bit better than I thought but I will say I had a moment of absolute fear and panic that it was going to be super dark
1: yeah i agree with you that i think that's kind of the direction that they were heading and just making you feel like that she was just going to jump off and start like stabbing eyeballs or something yeah uh which i don't think would have lasted too long but the the part where Historia told her like fight for yourself for once don't worry about us and the cool like circling shot of her like scaling the tower and just throwing the bricks at everyone's faces that was amazing that was so cinematically pleasing i loved that was so uh, giddy watching that part
2: i don't want to do this that is like the one scene in the season i have a weird problem with and i uh, it, it's really nitpicky there's a like slide wipe that they do right in the middle of that scene where a Titan's head goes across camera frame and it's just really jittery because they accidentally transport Ymir as a Titan like it it doesn't add up in what's happening on screen when it happens and it could have been such a cool moment and it just took me out of it immediately because the frames are really jittery in that scene and i was so upset i was like this could have been awesome i love what they're going for and it's the only fault on the animation i've ever had i was like i want to enjoy this i do but i need to stop and pause and make sure i saw that right it it took me out of that moment i was so upset (laughs) ladies and gentlemen zoo hair has two fingers he is pointing at me right now Uh, i'm sure you can guess which (laughs) two
1: told you I love that gift.
2: Uh No, I, and I hate to drag on animation, but it was so bizarre. Like it took me completely out of the scene. And like I said, there's not many things that can do that. And I was like, how hard would it have been to fix this? Just cut the scene in a different spot like they they teleport her. It was weird.
1: I'm going to move on to a different scene since you like crushing what makes me happy. Um,
2: That's what that's what Titans are for, my friend.
1: <sighs> Traitor. Um,
2: who's the real enemy here?
1: You, hundred percent, you. Garrison, <laughs> garrison unit sucks. Um, concluding the tower scene, everybody thinks that they have a break and they're recuperating on the top of the wall until we get our next big reveal because the first few just weren't enough. Um, it's interesting how they delivered it. Like <laughs> I watch this on my on my tv with like surround sound so it's funny how they're like all right let's start walking down the wall so that we can you know get back to our mission or move back to trust and on my left speaker like you have armin's dialogue it on the right speaker it's just so casually hey aaron we need to talk to you i'm the armor titan he's a colossal titan we need to go back. I was like, i'm sorry what Like, had I been multitasking or distracted or something, like, I totally would have missed that. Like, when did he say it? But I was like, wasn't that nonchalant that, like, I needed to have, like, professional sound set up to, like, hear it from that one speaker on the side? (laughs)
2: <laughs> with the subtitles i was like i could barely hear his voice but i can obviously see on screen what is being said like this is why i talk about they were very laissez-faire with the reveals this season of hey eh, by the way dude uh we're the armored titan and then it's when the camera pans back and aaron's looking at him like dude no it's to me, with me.
1: first looking back like what's aaron doing as if she heard what they said Okay. And she's looking back and it's like, it's more of like, what's going on? And then Armin turns around and he's like, hey, come on, Like we have our next mission. But then you cut to Eren.
2: Well, but um, I know there's that look on his face that he's like, alright, stop messing with me. We have some serious like, business to attend about? to. Like, it felt very ha, I gotcha. It's a good joke. And then you're sitting there looking at them like, do they look like the Armored Titan? Are they screwing with me? What's happening here? Like, I I was in that same disbelief as Aaron was when that happened.
1: Yeah, that was incredible. And just the way that Burnhole is like, Are we doing this? Are we really doing this? And Mikasa slicing both of their
2: necks. Oh my gosh. Like that was definitely to take them down. She had no hesitation. She didn't know for sure what was going on. Was ready to take down her comrades.
1: Yeah, now that everybody knows that she's elite, an elite, and that they don't want to waste her, she'd be like, "What? Well, what's the saying? Uh, better to ask for forgiveness and uh, than permission."
2: <laughs> that is her motto, a hundred percent. And you know, Erwin encourages that behavior. He's like, "You, you got oh, yeah. this. Go do it."
1: Yeah. Uh. So the way that they transform, we got half the colossal titan in fighting. Uh, scout regiment with loads of steam. Um, oh that whole sequence God. That's one of those things where it's like the Colossal Titan was like over 3D like just yes. to the edge of cheesiness but the intensity of the situation like made me look past it. Like I noticed it but it didn't deter me in any way. And that sequence of them just like flying around. I was like it's taking forever for them to get to the nape and like everybody like bees we're like up at the same time, ready to go in and shoot. And then psh, all the hot steam just burning. And you could see the burns on all of them.
2: Yes, they did not tone it down, which is like, I don't expect them to. But God, it was brutal.
1: And then we move down the wall where Aaron and Reiner are fighting. That was awesome because... Reiner's a boxer, so he's just trying to break Aaron's jaw over and over again. We got Aaron's, I'm gonna kill all of you, voice coming back in. Like, sometimes it's good, sometimes he slips up a little bit on the dub. Uh, but, it just the intensity of all that was awesome. It And the attention to martial arts was so cool. Like, we were in the group chat, and I, like, threw out the whole thread of, like, what moves they were doing. So he was like, oh, I gotta stop him from, like, rushing me. So, like, he holds him in guard and then he goes for a triangle, but then couldn't get that. So he was doing the R bar for the high diamond and then put him in a full armbar, broke his shoulder from there. And then he got up. He was like, all right, you go for the leg lock now, but then that didn't work. So he are sort to something else. And I was like, this, this detail is incredible. Like I'm breaking down the sequences that are what are happening just from watching. And Aaron's like, I'm going to win. We're going to win. We're going to do this. And then runner doing like the alpha i call it the alpha call i don't know if it's like an actual thing but i just i feel like that term is just fitting and then Hanji's like haha there's nobody around just to watch the colossal titan fall off the edge like mouth first on top of the both of them i was like oh my god this show knows how to do a cliffhanger and speaking of Hanji, like her moment of like stand, like she's been like She's been Commander Hanji for a good portion of this section. And then for her to be standing on Eren's shoulders and tell him what to do, and he's like, her, and she's, like, ah! just yes. like, starting out. It was amazing. It was such appropriate timing for that. She was so in love with Eren at that point.
2: I gotta say, I fell in love with her character in, like, that back half of season two, the little bit we got, and then this whole second season, I'm just like, I need more of her. She's unhinged, but she is amazing. Like, as a commander, I would follow her, because she just has that, like, bizarre we could die, but it could be really fun energy that, like, is weirdly you want to follow that person and see what's gonna happen, despite you know it possibly going off. And during that entire battle, like you said, she is just spouting off Amazing orders, doing amazing fight sequences, but also still slightly freaking out that she's like this close to her scientific test subjects. Mm-hmm. It it was really really well done, and I really really started falling in love with her as a character.
1: Yeah, um, it sucked not having Captain Levi because he's still dealing with his leg injury, but I think Hanji, Irvin, and Section Commander Zach all made up for that. Uh, because after Aaron gets kidnapped by Reiner, and so does uh, Emir, they go off, kind of pulled off Aaron's arms. So, watching them like recover and all that was like so gruesome. Like, because he's come back with stuff, but it's like by the time he's conscious, like he has his limbs back. So, for him to just be like, Where are my arms? is like terrifying.
2: Oh, my God. I thought they did it on, like on purpose at first to kind of, instead of tying him up in a straight jacket, oh, let's just cut his arms off. We know they'll come back. Like
1: It was a happy accident type of thing.
2: Yeah, they said, oh, yeah, we were a little overzealous. We thought you might heal a little quicker. Like, no, no. Um, Reiner's
1: but, split personality. I was
2: just about people. to say, as we get into the forest, that's the biggest thing that was a what in the world is going on moment that he... I didn't realize what was going on at first when he said, oh, yeah, when we get back, I want to see if we can get promoted. You know, I don't want to be all the way up to commander, but I think we deserve a little bit more. Yeah. At first, I thought he was talking to uh Bearholt, being like, oh, when we get back to the Titan village. And I'm like, oh, that must mean there's some rankings and they're like scouting soldiers for the Titans and they're going to get promoted when they finally get back. And then when you get that reveal of like, dude, what are you talking about? We aren't soldiers anymore these aren't our friends like we just kidnapped and killed a bunch of them was Ugh. yeah,
1: like how natasha and hulk have like sons getting real low big guy the question was are you a soldier or a warrior right now and that was when reiner started like tripping out like freaking out of like what just happened and where he was he was like i know what's going on now i'm back
2: but then the fact that it wasn't like a conscious thing. It was him using it as a coping mechanism that he couldn't handle how many people the armored Titan had killed. So yeah. instead he just put himself fully into this role. Like we're, we're going to be talking plenty about split personalities as moon night comes out in the next year. So I'm kind of hoping that like public knowledge of this gets a little bit more flushed out because I don't know enough to actually speak to it happening, but the fact that it is so psychologically dug into him that he has those moments he doesn't know where he is even when something so traumatic literally happened moments before and he can see the guy that he ripped the arms off of in front of him and yeah. can't comprehend it was just heartbreaking and baffling all at the same time
1: so if this isn't a fun fact for you i'm sure it'll be a fun fact for at least one listener because we get about two three hundred downloads for these episodes. Uh it is actually not called not that we've said it in this episode, but it's not called uh, multiple personality disorder anymore. It's actually called disassociative identity disorder now.
2: Yes. Uh, D.I.D. For short. Yeah. if we refer to it as that throughout the remainder of this episode, I forgot about my courtesy and I apologize um, for No, miss- I mean, speaking. we said that
1: he had split personalities a couple of times, but like, I, yeah, I just want to instead of like multiple personality disorder, and you know, you know, because all the stuff is coming out. It's getting open more. So if you didn't know, you know, just now you know dissociative identity disorder yeah um them trying to run away
2: run I away into armin's, the woods or after the woods after the woods after the woods. armin's
1: okay. specialty is talking <laughs> whether it be pep talking or talking or whatever it may be i like that this is a thing of his like Action's not working, get Armin in here.
2: <laughs> so you think that I'm stalling. Like, <laughs> he has that energy of being able to talk his way out of any situation, and I love it. I love that it works.
1: but it was so like heartbreaking, like having Bert Holt's reaction of like you think we want to do this, you think we volunteered for this? you think we're happy with all the lives that we killed and everything that we've had to do. It's like, we don't know, you're not telling us, you're running away. But for the quietest character to react the way that he did was just so heartbreaking and so. I'm at, I'm really at a loss of words for it, like, like he- I want to feel bad for them.
2: Well, and I must say, this is just one of those amazing things about the show. Again, coming from a first watch perspective, I was just like, OK, this is people versus monsters i did not expect to get layers to who these monsters were to know that they are people with personalities with emotions with desires and reasons that they're doing everything most likely thinking that they're doing things for the right reasons like to see that he actually still is torn up about these things Mm -hmm. to know that he didn't necessarily want to do them but is doing them for some greater good and then also along the way is losing someone that he loves like that whole little bomb that armin dropped in of what do you think we're doing to annie right now to see a titan yeah. <laughs> get totally totally torn up by that was just he got dark. yeah a- and it works because it's real but it wouldn't work if both sides didn't have reasons to be doing things and know that these sacrifices are being made with a reason it's beautiful writing. It, 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 there's no other way to say it's all phenomenal. And I love not seeing it coming like you're expecting a trope and then it's not. And it's great.
1: And just like the season, I'm going to throw in a flashback real quick of when they're talking about when they realize that Nemir's Titan form is the one that ate one of their friends.
2: That was such a weird, like, question that they threw in the middle there because that was before we knew that they were both Titans. And then after that revelation, I'm like, wait, so Titan ate a Titan? What happened there? Like, when did they become Titans? And then Ymir's power is borrowed, but their power is not borrowed. Like. Yeah,
1: and then you had, like, the conversation of, um, like, do you remember your first time? Because Eren didn't remember Okay, I'm not gonna blame you for it because that wasn't you. That's like, that's very forgiving. Oh, it's because you it's killed the Godzilla.
2: <laughs> yeah, and but they didn't even say whether or not that was their first time. They just said that they were doing that, and the, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that means for the future, and I want to speculate, especially mm-hmm. now that we both of us don't have information but it's we can also watch kind of 3 now we can yes. watch
1: 3 now so um, we just got to find out as soon as we find out like where we're splitting it we'll uh update the instagram and let you guys know which episodes we're watching before yeah. my two co-hosts decide to go very far ahead
2: well i will say i will be going far ahead because i will not be here for
1: Oh, that's true. One
2: or two of the next couple of podcasts, just so our listeners I know they will unfortunately not hear reason. these dulcet tones on the air for a little while. Um, uh, but no, I'm really excited for what's to come in season three. And I will say I had a little bit of a theory that I was wondering about that may have been disproven. But again, I'm pessimistic as to any of the truth that is going on. Write it down. Just write it down. Write it down and if it comes to fruition
1: you can be like hold up the paper and I'll verify that you had the speculation and you can say that you were right.
2: Okay. I am doing it right now. I have a board.
1: (laughs) As Jeff Randall of the MCU cast always says. Put it on the board.
2: Alright. It is written on the thing next to me. Cool. Zuhair Um, will have to bring this. It'll either come back up like the key or the key will never matter again and we'll just throw it away. Uh, Yep. (laughs) All right, so we're we're tickling the hour mark right now. So I feel like there's one more thing we do need to talk about.
1: Well, I was gonna say there was two badass things and one shocking thing. So there is a couple of things, but we're gonna kind of roll through them. And if we're not on the same list, you can just finish with yours. Easy. Uh First one, badass thing: Emir and Astoria fighting together, like Titan and Human, like in sync that was awesome she got her first odm kill too but the fact that they were like bouncing off of each other and just like revolving and just assisting like that was that was really cool imagery was there any frame things that pissed you off on that sequence
2: no that one was done absolutely (laughs) flawlessly and i i want to honestly see more of the human titan overlap after seeing something like that like i hope we can get more of this interaction where like you know, Ant-Man holding up his hand so Spider-Man can swing off it? Can we have a little moment where Aaron is running and Mikasa, Levi, and Armin are just swinging around him like a big tree? Uh,
1: Yeah, it definitely was cool and having a taller Titan definitely will uh, give the Spider-Man or Tarzan (laughs) five-star roll (laughs) with.
2: Tarzan, there we go. I I like the idea of that and I just also, you know, you guys talked about the yo-yo scene with Annie being really, Gross and guttural. Uh, now, just imagine Aaron doing that, but to like, oh no, we need to get someone really far away. Just take them like a shot put and spin around and just throw them. Like how oh, awesome it could be would like that be? Like they rip
1: the Titan's head out and a spine comes with them, so you could just spin the spine with the head attached
2: to it. Oh no, I was saying like a human on a string and just woo and. Oh, you're coming really in a far. positive way. Okay. Yeah, no, positive. Not nah. <laughs> you okay. took that really weird direction. <laughs> yep. No. No, I was talking, like, take, you know, Mikasa's ODM cord and just throw it as hard as you can and see how far you can whip her in one Uh, go.
1: Moment two of three. Yes. The titan that killed Eren's mother.
2: (laughs) That was not... uh, But that was so sad... Because when Hans was so excited, them, like
1: it was meant to be, we can do this. We're
2: going to take it out. It's like, wow, you still suck the same as you did five, six years ago. But I thought he had changed. I was like, we're going to see character growth. It's going to be amazing. It's going to like we bring saw, this full <laughs> circle. No, it didn't. It didn't happen. Oh,
1: nope. Just watched him get eaten. That was with the grin.
2: Heartbreaking. McCallister just heartbreak. watching. Yeah, I I feel for Scoots. Like I don't have a fear of clowns either, but that that'll develop. Smiling one. Titan is so terrifying. Do we think that one's a human or do we think it's just a Titan that happens to smile?
1: Then that was a Titan that just happens to smile.
2: That's even weirder. That's <laughs> like I, I almost make it a clown. Like turns back into human and it's just a clown. <laughs> I don't
1: know how I feel about that either. <laughs> <laughs> uh
2: pennywise
1: oh god yeah there's a crossover was,
2: for you pennywise the titan
1: th- there was so much hopelessness in that because like jean was knocked out and armin's just like hopelessly swinging his blade across or watching Hana's get eaten um <sighs> oh my god the moment that i forgot sorry um commander Irvin yeah getting like picked up and he's like keep on with the mission i can be replaced and then still comes back with one arm and just wrecks the armor titan and it opens up the handle like whoa this guy has been holding back on us for a whole season he is a
2: savage oh yeah he is at the top for a reason
1: holy crap
2: and unlike our favorite main man uh uzui i don't think he's retiring i think he's about to go on fighting with that one arm for the remainder of this war like he is gonna they keep have being dialogue a of him.
1: they already had dialogue of him retiring
2: nah he, he he's gonna quote unquote retire but you know something's happening that he's he's yeah. coming back in he, he's like not his, stepping away
1: i like his hospital scruff
2: <laughs> <laughs> he's an attractive man you know i'll say it
1: and, like, you can tell that he commands loyalty. I mean, not from the MP, at least, because he was like, Come on, you're screwing us over again. He's like, uh, It's for the cause. <laughs> I
2: loved that continuous development of the military police <laughs> seeing things going bad, not knowing what to do. And Dude, I they're so
1: pathetic. Didn't feel they're bad so when pathetic. they got eaten.
0: Not even the all.
1: horse was like you're an idiot because the titan like they're in an open field and the titan walked up to him and picked him up off the horse like you, you deserve to get he didn't eaten. even you sneak stuck up at your job
2: he was a big titan like big they titans stomp. don't sneak up <laughs> they
1: stomp you you're an idiot you deserve to die <laughs> and the horse was just like bye
2: uh, we're terrible uh, we have yeah. we have no remorse left for any people like this show is breaking us
1: Screw the MP. Um,
2: Third moment. Hit us with it.
1: Irvin's incredible. The final thing, the wildest thing, Aaron could not transform. We had a flashback to his mom saying, like, why don't you uh, protect Mikasa for once? And he had this big moment of like, I'm going to protect you. Like, we're good. I got this. And then he's just biting his hand. He bit his fingers off i mean i think some of it was recovering but like there's just nubs on his hands and blood and tears and he's freaking out watching Hanna's get eaten watching all this chaos i just mentioned and then his roar just commanded the presence of all the titans to not only attack um Reiner, titan. but mom eating titan as well and like just commanded them to like Eat her alive and everybody was like, What's going on? And everyone's like, Time to go. We can <laughs> ask questions later. This alpha call stuff is really cool.
2: Yeah, but the way that Raynair and Bearholt like reacted to that makes it seem like that was special. Like that's not an alpha call. That's it's like-, like
1: why did it have to be you? Why did this thing have to be put in error of all people?
2: I should have looked up the word. There was a word that they used of uh, the coordinate. That's what it is. He possesses the coordinate. Why did it have to be you? Like, that's one of those weird, this is going to be evaluated, but does that mean he can control the Titans? Does that mean that he has power over them? Like, what does all of this mean? They said, like, he has it. Was it put in him? Is this the thing that his dad gave him in the syringe? Like, That was such a bizarre moment that is one of those things I'm pessimistic on. I'm like, yeah, this was probably a happen circumstance thing. He's not going to be able to control now.
1: Did you watch The Abridge yet?
2: No, I have not had a chance to watch The Abridge.
1: Sweet Mother Teresa on the herd of a Mercedes-Benz, you sound like a majestic eagle. (laughs) If you know, you know.
2: What words just came out of your mouth? (laughs)
1: You're not gonna regret watching that, dude. We could do a whole episode just on how amazing that abridged of the first of twenty minutes is. Uh, um, yeah. so season two, they try to have some hope again, where it's like we've got this, we've got a Wall Rose. We're not joking around anymore. This is serious. And then we have this cool aerial shot going across all the land between. Rose and Maria, and at the end is the Beast Titan with this Jack blonde dude, who I thought was Aaron's dad, but then I had to look up Aaron's dad. Papa, is that his name?
2: I, I was saying like Papa, oh, like, like I The
1: blonde Papa, <laughs> like what? Papa? <laughs> that that does not fit that. No, physique. but like I... his had abs, and he's just like not yet. I was like,
2: oh. I mean, I I remember his father being the shaggy-haired dude with glasses, and I'm not looking up anything further. I don't want to know whether or not it was his father, but I I immediately had this thought of it's his father. That that was my guess because okay, that's so also the I. only that's also like the only character that we've seen with glasses or anything that looks like that. Like to my knowledge, we haven't seen anyone else that looks remotely like that. So that's the Everybody only else guessing. else has glasses I have.
1: Of, like those cool like action goggles.
2: Uh, like Hanji. what Hanji
1: wears <laughs> um, <laughs> my girl uh, the, so I won't, the, look it, I won't look it up if we both had the same thought
2: we both have the same thought we're either both onto something or we're both completely wrong but just think about it we don't have to wait three years we only have to wait three hours just like you can start season three and we will find out soon enough what That's the real so answer much. is
1: I have so much photo editing to do. It's
2: And Attack on Titan comes first.
1: It's 10.30. I cannot be tempted with the break. (laughs) I might, Uh, though.
2: Well, before we get out of here and let you get to uh, more Attack on Titan, there is one more talking point, I think, uh, that we didn't really get to. Go for it that humans are being turned into titans uh we finally got the confirmation like it was it was definitely played with throughout the entirety of the season that connie was looking at his mother or the titan that he assumed was his mother like what's going on and she did utter utter the words i think it was welcome home so also regular titans can talk because now aaron has said some words and then Ymir has said some words this titan said some words and the beautiful voice of the beast titan has said something but and i we guess know, that
1: titan just didn't like fully develop it because it didn't have like stable arms or legs yet
2: yeah it was that interesting was, development of like pops co- <laughs> of Titans. <laughs> yeah that, like how did it get there if its legs weren't strong enough to make it there well that's because it just like grew out of his house but i don't know what that means going forward like obviously that means I'm guessing the Beast Titan did something to turn that village into Titans, but how
1: or hunky why?
2: Dude. Could be hunky dude, Papa. If it's Papa, he could be turning people into Titans like he did to Aaron. I'm just saying. Yeah, you didn't like Papa. I thought Papa was a great joke.
1: We got we got so fixated on me thinking that Titans were just yeeted over the wall, we forgot that there was like speculation on an actual source of it.
2: Well, I knew we were gonna wait to the, or I was gonna wait till the end because that was when I knew we were, I um, knew we were going
1: to as well. But then I totally forgot.
2: (laughs) You can tell this is what happens, ladies and gentlemen, when (laughs) Jay Scotty isn't here. He formats the episodes. We're just going. (laughs) Just we are just the last couple of brain cells late at night. Just our
1: recordings are as chaotic as this series.
2: Yes, Um, but I think those were the big major notes that I really wanted to hit on with all of the craziness that happened this season. And again, we just got this weird flash of, you know, the cult of the wall, knowing there's Titans in the wall, but won't say anything at all. It's obviously going to come back up, but I I don't want to have time for that. There's so many other questions I need answered before then.
1: You have a season and a half to probably get some answers.
2: Yes, and we will hopefully be getting to them real soon.
1: I wonder if we'll have this done before Season 2 ends. Because it would be cool to do some weekly coverage. You mean
2: Season 4? What did I say? Season 2. Yeah, 4. Um, I think we can maybe just barely make it Uh, if we were to do, like, half a season again each time that might be a lot as we get into season three because from everything that i've heard season three is dense so we might have to do more than just two podcasts to make it through um but we will we'll figure that out especially uh,
1: with none of us i've ever seen it for the first time
2: yeah because you know it was easy to binge through the first two seasons having time to binge through the rest of the seasons in the next couple weeks um you know we'll see but i agree it would be really nice to have some weekly coverage of what's going on but at the same time i just want to get to the end because i need answers to my questions and i know this is the kind of show that is just going to make you acquire more questions before you get any of the answers like it's gonna be dense and everyone we've talked to including our feedback has said we're gonna need therapists at some point so (laughs) it's gonna be fun it's gonna be a lot of fun and we're excited to do it with you listeners i Must say, like I said, I wasn't here last week, but hearing multiple rounds of feedback has made me so happy to know that we're having people who are interested in what we're talking about. It makes me excited to do this all the time.
1: Yeah, it's always a pleasure being able to talk about the stuff and nerd out with ears all around the world. And, you know, your voices always matter. So write in also the voice messages uh, if you have the voice memo app on your phone. It's typically built in. You can just record your thoughts and email it to us. We'll happily play it. Try to keep it under a minute or two if you can. Uh, but if you want to do that instead of typing it out, so we can, you know, hear some emotion, like we tend to do a lot, uh, feel free to do that. Uh, anything else?
2: Um, I got a couple things to plug before we get out of here. Go for it. Um, so Zuhair mentioned it on the last podcast, but I'll mention it here again. Uh, For any fans of The Batman, which is coming out here in the first week of March, I was an honored guest on the Source Pages podcast. Uh, I got to cover Batman Year One and Batman The Long Halloween, two amazing comic runs, along with the fantastic hosts over on our sister podcast. So if you're interested at all in The Batman, want a little bit of information about, you know, the background of the villains and the characters, uh, I think we kind of had fun just getting to talk and rant about all our favorite things. And any of you who've listened to me on Young Justice know how much I love DC content. So head on over there. And then another thing I just wanted to throw out there as a plug, we've gotten some growth in our listeners uh, since we've covered Demon Slayer and now Attack on Titan. And a couple of those new listeners are friends of mine who have asked, who is this Zuhair person and this Jay Scotty? Like, what, what is their deal? What What do they do? Um, If you're curious about our hosts, go to the Stranded Panda website, and there's actually bios about both of those guys, some more information about who they are, just to kind of get our hosts uh, known a little bit more. At some point, I want to put bios up on their on our social media about them, but I have yet to have time. So in the meantime, if you want to know some more, I just thought it would be interesting for our new listeners to be able to get a little background, because I know you guys did a really good job in the early podcast about saying your background. But if you just jumped in, uh, that's a good place to find some information.
1: You might regret getting answers to those questions.
2: What? <laughs>
1: <laughs> just wanted to make it weird. Your bio is um, a
2: photographer, dude.
1: <laughs> my revealed bio.
2: Well, yeah, we, we don't tell them <laughs> about dude, the secret I'm, ones. <laughs>
1: I'm, I'm so excited. I'm just saying I'm excited. <laughs> God damn it. I'm so exhausted. It's just gibberish at this point. Uh. Whoa. Hey, sneak peek. I'm a real estate photographer. It's a very exhausting job. I had three shoots in a twilight today, then moved a bunch of furniture. And now I just finished podcasting at almost 11 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. And now I get to edit photos and deal with more admin stuff and wake up to take more photos and then go see the Batman. So Uh, that was a little taste into my life on a Monday in February of 2022. Tune in next time, and always stay whelmed.
2: Until next week, muscle muscle.
1: Thank you for listening to the Animation Deliberation Podcast, a proud member of the strand Network. If you would like to contact us, you can email animationdeliberationpodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at animationdelib1. For this and other great shows, you can visit StrandaPanda.com or join the great community that is the Chat Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash svchat. Tune in next time, and remember, stay whelmed.
0: You're invited to take a vacation. From everybody else's vacation to a place where you can explore cypress swamps and magical gardens. And see a 65-foot waterfall that once powered an old mill that you can walk through today. Or just float along the cool, rushing waters of an old-fashioned swimming hole. See the places and plan your journey at visitmississippi.org slash outdooradventure. Mississippi. Wanderers welcome.
1: Changed their new lives are fantastic. What once was trash can live on as new things with a program that complements irregular recycling. Plastics can be so much more. Give the trash the second chance it was hoping
2: for your hard to recycle plastics can be so much more. Participate in the Hefty Energy Bag program happening in your neighborhood today.
0: There's a highway that stretches across the 93 days of summer. Where worship isn't offered to the sun, but to the smoking tire, the S-curve, and the spin turn. And if you ride it, make sure you do it in a Dodge Charger, Challenger, or Durango. Because on this highway, the lines being blurred are the ones between drivers and demons. Welcome to Highway 93. Dodge is a registered trademark